Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you all this evening. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I trust we all had a good day. Hallelujah. All right, let's begin to just, you know, talk to the Lord. Thank him for today. Thank him for what has happened today. Whether it sounds good or it sounded bad. <laughs> Bible says that all things work together for good. All things work together for our good. Hallelujah. We are a people that are never disadvantaged. Praise God. We are a people. The new creation man is never disadvantaged. It doesn't matter what Satan does. And it doesn't matter that it looks like, you know, um, it's against you right now. But trust me, if you would just follow the word of God, um, follow the word of God hard, okay? You know how to follow hard on God's word? Don't shift. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't consider what the enemy is doing. Don't consider what the enemy is saying. But consider what the word of God is saying. Hallelujah. And this is the word of the Lord. All things, all things work together for our good. All things work together for good. Hallelujah. To those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. So the only challenge you have, the only labor you need to um, um, labor yourself in is to ensure that you love the Lord. That you love the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. As long as you love the Lord, and you have answered this call of salvation and every other call he has called you. All things will work for your good. All things will work for my good. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. I saw a lot of greetings uh, coming in or some greetings coming in, not a lot. And I'm saying again, good evening, everyone. Welcome to tonight's meeting. Hallelujah. Can we begin to pray? Esoko 
Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read, I want us to pray with a few scriptures that blessed me so much um, during this um, past few days. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Hello, Nenem. Luke chapter 1. I want us to read from verse 68. Luke chapter 1 from verse 68. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. Hallelujah. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began. Hallelujah. God has visited his people, praise God, and not just visited, but he has also done what? Redeemed. He has purchased us. He has bought us out. Bought us, purchased us with his blood. Hallelujah. Excuse me. And then he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. This horn of salvation is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus is the root and offspring of who? Of David. He is the horn, the authority, the power of our salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want you to thank the Lord this evening that he has redeemed you and that he has raised for you a horn of salvation you know what that means is that salvation is guaranteed at all times in your life so let's give god thanks hallelujah father we thank you that you have visited us and you have redeemed us and you raised for us a horn of salvation in the house of your servant David, Jesus is the horn of our salvation. Hallelujah. Jesus is the power of our salvation. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you thanks. We give you thanks, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, my father. Now look, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, 
<laughs> Thank you, Father. We should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. The plan of redemption, the plan of salvation is that you and I should be saved from all our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. These are evil spirits. Forget about human beings. I know there are some human beings who hate us. And I know there are some human beings who practice, you know, all kinds of things. But you see, they are helpless without demons. Their hatred will mean nothing if there were to be no evil spirits. So what gives strength to their fumings, to their fury, is the fact that they can uh, conjure or, or whatever it is, however they do what they do, instruct evil spirits to go on assignments. However, every power, <laughs> every devil, every principality, every name, every dominion, hallelujah, every ruler, every king, whether of the earth, whether in the spirit, every pillar, a subject is under a being called Jesus Christ. Bible says, for he is the head. He is the head of all principality. He is the head of all power. He is the head of every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world which is to come. He is the head of all authority in heaven. He is the head of all authority on the earth. He is the head of all authority underneath the earth. Father, <laughs> we thank you because we are saved. We have been saved from the hands of our enemies. Jesus said, all power in heaven, all power on the earth, all power underneath the earth has been given unto me. Father, we thank you because you have delivered us. That's what Colossians says. You have delivered us from the powers of darkness. You have delivered us from the powers of of darkness. You have translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We have been translated. Hallelujah. Now look, look, let's let's read a little bit more. To perform to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand 
our enemies. <laughs> Ooh. Hallelujah. Ooh. Hallelujah. Child of God, you are indestructible. Do you know that? You are indestructible. All you need is knowledge. Just read these things and get into a party. Get into a dance party. Hallelujah. Proclaiming the word of the covenant. Proclaiming the word of the covenant. The secret to your victory is the knowledge of the holy word and your mouth. Yes. The knowledge of the holy word and your mouth. Hallelujah. As long as the word of God has spoken it, as long as it is existing in God's word, you believe it with your heart, you have this mouth, you put the mouth to work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whether you feel it or you don't feel it, it's immaterial. Trust me, everything I am telling you, I am a witness to it. I am a living witness to what the word of God can do through the mouth of a believer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I want you to lift up your two hands where you and say, Father, I thank you because you have delivered me from the powers of darkness or from the power of darkness. And if there's anything that you think or perceive to be a power challenging you in any manner, in any form, speak to it. I thank you because you have delivered me from the power of this, from the power of that, from the power of this. You have delivered me from the power of darkness, from the power of sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We have been delivered from the hand of our enemies and to serve the Lord without fear. To serve Jesus without fear. To serve God fearlessly. <laughs> Not fear of tomorrow. Not fear of next tomorrow. Not fear of the unknown. Not fear of darkness. Not fear of sickness. Not fear of plagues. Not fear of diseases. Not fear of poverty. Without fear. Without fear. Without fear. We have been delivered from the hand of our enemies. Thank you, Jesus. To serve him without fear. To serve him without fear. Father, I serve you fearlessly. We serve you fearlessly. I want you to declare it with your mouth. Father, I serve you fearlessly. I will serve you all the days of my life. I will serve you without fear. I will serve you without timidity. I will serve you without fear. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I don't care what the enemy brings against us. There's just one truth, one thing I want you to know. One thing I want you to know. Go with me. So let me show us where it is. Let's read it together in the book of Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 says, verse 14 says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. 
You see this word called forgiveness of sins. You see this act called remission of sins. That your sins, that my sins have been forgiven us. Is the biggest inheritance in all of God's creation. Is the biggest inheritance in all of God's creation. We don't know how, we don't know how important, we don't know how, how powerful the knowledge of the forgiveness of sins, what it does to a believer. If we understood it, you would live your life full of joy. And all you need, all you need to, to provoke the power of redemption is just to acknowledge. It's just to acknowledge. And stay put, stay focused where you are. Because my sins have been forgiven me, this will not happen. <laughs> because I've been forgiven of my sins, this will, I will not die. Because my sins have been forgiven me, I will not be sick. Because my sins have been forgiven me, the enemy shall not triumph over me. Because my sins have been forgiven me, Satan has lost power where I am. Because of forgiveness of sins. Because sin is the armor wearing the strong man trusted. Jesus said, a strong man is what? He said he, he how does he say it again? The strong man standeth or stands, keeps his goods with his armor in place. I'm paraphrasing now. He said, but when a stronger than he comes, he will take from him his armor wherein he trusted. The armor the strong man have trusted and have boasted with since Adam has been seen. But Jesus destroyed the body of sin on the cross. Jesus destroyed the body of sin on the cross. Jesus destroyed the body of sin on the cross. And all you need is to receive that work that Jesus did and daily acknowledge it. Hallelujah. That my sins have been washed away. My sins have been taken away. The right of Satan to touch me has been taken away from him. The right of the enemy to hinder me has been taken away from him because my sins have been forgiven me. If you don't have this confidence, I want you to spend the next few weeks, the next few months, just meditating on the forgiveness of sins. Just pull out scriptures that tell you that your sins have been taken away. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the sin, okay, you know, the acts. I'm talking about the body of sin. The body of Jesus was made the body of, the Bible says, he made him who knew no sin to be sin. That his body was made sin. And that's why he came. So that his body could be made sin and so that his body could be destroyed. As long as that body was destroyed, sin was destroyed. That is the mystery of our redemption. Hallelujah. God wants every, this is the milk of God's word. This is the foundation for everything that you will become in life. So that you can be what? Fearless. That's what, that's what Zechariah is saying. That we, having been saved from our enemies, may serve God without fear. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Shebala kapo sanata. So I want you to declare with me, my sins have been forgiven me. My sins have been forgiven me. My sins have been forgiven me. Therefore, Satan has no power over me. Death has no power over me. Sickness has no power over me. Diseases have no power over me. My sins have been taken away. There is no sin. Therefore, there will be no death. Therefore, there will be no sickness. Therefore, there will be no poverty. Therefore, there will be no problems. Therefore, there will be no oppression. Not problems, oppression. Oppression. There must be no oppression. Thank you, Jesus. There is no sin. Now, look at another thing God did for us. He just, he didn't just take away our sin, but he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You know why we have to be translated? Because Satan's lease on the earth is still running. Satan's lease is still running. And anyone who is living under his lease will come under his dominion. Anyone living under Satan's lease, anyone living under Satan's uh, 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 kingdom will come under his dominion. And that is why at salvation, what God did for us was to transfer us automatically, to transfer us automatically in our spirit man into the kingdom of of light. Don't forget, even the kingdom of darkness is a spiritual kingdom. So the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ is also a spiritual kingdom. Now, because many of God's people are ignorant of this transfer, they live like they are children of this age. They are children of this kingdom. And so, the activities of the kingdom of darkness prospers over their lives. Meanwhile, for Jesus to save us, for Jesus to ensure that we serve him acceptably without fear, he made sure he took us out of the kingdom of darkness. So we are not in that kingdom. And you need to believe it. You need to know it. You need to believe it in your marrow, right? In your marrow. So when Satan throws darts, you shouldn't be shaken. Because Satan will definitely throw darts. But his darts will come to nothing. They will mean nothing. Hallelujah. As long as you know who you are. And as long as you know where you are. <laughs> where you are dwelling. Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place. We make that confession every day. But can I tell you the truth? Sincerely, my brother and my sister, it's not about confession. It's about dwelling. It's about dwelling. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. So your dwelling starts with you knowing and understanding that you have been translocated. You have been transferred into another kingdom. And then you function in the reality of that kingdom. Hallelujah. And then every other thing in Psalm 91 will happen to you. Praise God. As you declare them. That's what empowers your confession. That's what gives, gives power to your confession. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
So let's let's make these declarations one more time. Okay. Hallelujah. My sins have been forgiven me. I have received forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. I have received forgiveness of sins. Therefore, the power of death over my life is broken. The power of sickness is broken. The power of enchantments are broken. The powers of divinations are broken. Sickness will not stay. Sickness will not prosper. Death will not prosper. Darkness will not have its way because my sins have been taken away. There is no sin. Therefore, there is no oppression. There is no sin. Therefore, there is no affliction. There is no sin. Therefore, there will be no oppression. It will not prosper. It will not work. Because there is no sin. Father, we thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood. We declare that by the blood of Jesus, that it is by the blood that our sins have been taken away. It is by the blood of Jesus we have been justified. We plead the blood. We stop the enemy by the blood, by the blood, by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, when God translated us into his kingdom, I want you to know, child of God, that he changed your genealogy. He changed your bloodline. He changed your family. Hallelujah. He translated you into another family. His family. And I want you to acknowledge that daily. Hallelujah. Renounce your earthly family. Renounce the bloodline of that earthly family. Renounce the curses of the bloodline of that earthly family. For all the families of the earth are cursed. The blood of Adam came with curses on it. But there is a bloodline that has no curse on it. Is the bloodline of Jesus Christ because Jesus shed his blood that knew no sin. There was no sin. Sin brings curses. You know that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I renounce, I renounce, I renounce the bloodline of my family. My earthly family, you call the name. I renounce, I renounce the bloodline of a smoky family. I renounce the bloodline of a simple family. 
And that's why you will see through the whole of epistles, you will never see epistles written without acknowledging this work. <laughs> this blood sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for our redemption. Thank him for your redemption. Thank him for your redemption. Thank him for the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. So welcome, everyone. Hallelujah. One minute, one second. If you know anyone who is not on the call, um, please um, reach out and ask, remind us to join. We're resuming our teaching on the things that must come to pass. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a brother I'm seeing his name on this platform. And as I begin to speak, you will know I'm talking to you. So I am not speaking. This is not word of knowledge. This is just counsel. Okay. Now, anyone here that has any disease of the blood, any disease of the blood, you know, there are some sicknesses that are blood diseases. The enemy attacks the blood and, you know, uh, 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 um, reconfigures the blood. And they give it all kinds of names. Those are demonic medical names. Names that should be deleted from the, from the uh, language of any believer. Now, anyone that has any such disease, I want you to pay attention to the prayers and declarations I made just now, okay? And go and meditate intensively or intensely, go and meditate on the redemption of sins, the forgiveness of sins, and the justification that came from it, okay? Now, by the strength of that meditation, by the strength of that meditation, hallelujah, you will stand daily, declaring daily, not out of fear, not too much gara gara, but firmly, there is no sin. Kai. There is no sin in me. Now, if you if you think that your conscience, if your conscience, if your conscience is accusing you, you know the Bible says that um, that God is greater than our hearts, though our hearts condemn us. So sometimes our hearts will condemn us, but God is greater, and the testimony of God is greater than the testimony of our conscience. Praise God. The testimony of our hearts. Now, I'm not saying it is bad to feel sorry for your sins. It is a wonderful thing. Bible says that godly sorrow births repentance. So when I do something wrong and I'm sorrowful about it, surely it will bring about repentance. Hallelujah. But there are sometimes we have repented. We have asked God for forgiveness. But because the heart is weak, Satan will use the heart to be flogging you every day for something you have sought forgiveness about. And anytime maybe a pastor is preaching or someone is preaching and mentions that scenario, Satan will start flogging you again. Bible says God is greater than your heart. Are you hearing me? God is greater than your heart. You have received forgiveness of sins. Now, anytime the enemy brings that your way, tell him, 
I have received forgiveness of sins. I ask for forgiveness. And Father, if there's anything else I have done that I'm not aware of, I ask for forgiveness. I plead the blood, plead the blood. And then instantly, the blood, you know, the things of salvation doesn't take years. Redemption, everything that needs to be done about Jesus wrapped it up in three years. He wrapped it up in three years. And he wrapped it up in the, in the grave in three days and three nights. <laughs> Woo! That's so powerful, isn't it? Three days and three nights, it was over. Three years he did his ministry. Three days and three nights in the belly of death, it was over forever. He will never die again. He will never die again. Sin will never rear his head again. Jesus died to put away sin. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. To put it away. Take it out of the way. It's no longer a hindrance. It's not an issue. I come by the blood. So bring the blood of Jesus before you and stand on it. As long as I have received forgiveness of sins, you, this thing, cannot stay. Stay there. When you start attacking him this way, you know what the enemy might do? He might try to throw some arrows. Don't, don't be shaken by those arrows. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. I am of the bloodline of Jesus. 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 I have received forgiveness of sins. Sickness cannot stay. It cannot stay. You will not stay. Sickness cannot stay. You've lost your power. You cannot stay. Blood disease cannot stay. Cancer cannot stay. Tumor cannot stay. Growth cannot stay. Bone diseases cannot stay. I am of the bloodline of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shekali Shepadi Thank you, my father. Hallelujah. You see, we are an indestructible people. Do you, the problem issue is we don't know it. <laughs> we are indestructible. We don't know it. God wants you to know it. Hallelujah. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Um, Let's go to the message for today now. Hallelujah. It's nice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Grandma says it's good. It's nice. Yes, 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 yes. Too, too many believers are running helter-skelter. The enemy is buffeting many believers. So we need to hear these truths over and over again. And never allow yourself to come under the condemnation of sin. Are you hearing me? Never allow yourself to come under the condemnation of sin. <clears throat> sometimes we preachers that love holiness, sometimes we preach people into condemnation. Hmm? That's not right. That's not right. Praise God. We have been justified. 
we have been justified. It's not license to sin. It's license to live above sin. I'm dead to sin. <laughs> That's what justification did for me. I am dead. It made me dead to sin. Dead to death. Dead to sickness. Yes. Dead to darkness. Dead to everything that Satan has to do, can do. It doesn't matter how many witches. The, the other guy that we were listening to his to his to his testimony, he said that he summoned 600 witches and warlocks immediately. And that even Satan himself, Lucifer himself, joined him. And they were just, they were just, they just needed to address a small girl of 19 years old. Who can hear the voice of her master and obey it? That's all. Who can hear the voice of her savior and obey it? The master said, just stand. And she stood. As she obeyed him, he came and stood inside her. Hey. And as he appeared, every one of them went well. Seven ways. They scattered. Isn't that what the Bible says? They shall come out against you one way. They shall flee before you what? Seven ways. It's not because of you. It's because they saw someone else in you. So your labor should be that Christ will be what? Seen in me. Christ will be seen in me. Christ will be seen in me. That I will be full of the spirit. Full of the spirit. No wonder the early church labored to be full of the spirit. Labor to be full of the spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for what you did for us. You're going to need this truth daily as we continue in the days ahead. Because in the days ahead, one of the things that would happen, which I don't know if I don't know if we had, anyway, we're going to do a revision of what we um, some of the things we said would happen is that Satan is going to be cast down to the earth and his fury will be much and there'll be a rage he will, he'll be thrown into a rage a wild rage and he will pursue the woman, the church he will pursue her, he will come after her with persecution but I was reading from the book of Luke and I saw something Jesus promised us, he said not one strand of hair your head shall fall to the ground. Yeah. He said, not one strand of your hair. So why are we afraid? Why are Christians, why have we formulated these doctrines of rapture, escaping before uh, tribulation? Why? The, Jesus said, we'll be right there in the middle of it. He said in the book of Luke chapter 21. Go read it. He said, some of you, they will bring you to counsel. Some of you, they will even sentence you to death. He said, but not one strand of your head will fall off. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So tonight, we're going to look at, we're going to resume on the things that must shortly come to pass. The things that must shortly come to pass. Is there anyone here that can give us a recap of, um, I think we had two, three sessions of the things that must shortly come to pass. Anyone that remembers one of the things that we we talked about extensively that must shortly, shortly come to pass. Just give me 
I want to be sure that the things we're learning, we're keeping them. Amen? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The things that must shortly come to pass. Anyone, 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 anyone? Please indicate high five. Okay, Aya, come and speak here. Well, you need the microphone because they have to hear you. Okay, come on, come on. just hold it. So, someone here wants to um, the manifestations of the man child, the judgment and fall of Babylon. The 1,000 years of reign of the saints. Hallelujah. She said that some of the things that must come to pass is the manifestation of the man-child. Praise God. And what else again? What else again did you say? The judgment and fall of Babylon. I don't think we've gotten to the judgment and fall of Babylon. Maybe that's the one we shared in, during the conference. Are you looking? I, uh, during the conference. Ah, okay. All right. I'm talking, <laughs> she's ahead of us. <laughs> she's ahead of us. The great falling away, praise God. Yes. The great falling away is we took time to, to teach on the great falling away and what the great falling away means. Hallelujah. And I don't know if someone can just give us, you know, your understanding of that great falling away. Anybody? Please, you're free to speak. You just um, unmute your phone and speak so everyone will hear you. Glory. The great falling away. Okay, she said she will post it um, because she's in a very noisy background. All right, no one wants to talk. You want to say something? Okay. Um, okay, so the great falling away is um, what happens is that um, there'll be, there'll be, um, okay. There will be um deception, but what will happen, what will cause deception is offense. Um, from offense, it will be that um, people's hearts will start to grow cold, and from getting from growing cold, then your heart is now ripe, or that person's heart is ripe for deception, and um, <clears throat> that's you know that is among the saints, anyways. You know people who who have been offended, who feel they've been offended. And stuff like that. So, yes. All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Talking about offense. Satan using offense as a means of stumbling. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Eka. Um, Sister Faluka is posting. She says, Spirit of Jezebel will be, 
will be prevalent in the church. Believers will be worldly. Their conscience will be seared. Fantastic. Hallelujah. The spirit of Jezebel will be in the church. The spirit of Jezebel will be, will be in the church, deceiving, praise God, deceiving believers, okay? Um, teachings and things that will not produce strength. I want to use that word strength. In the hearts of men will be prevalent in the church and um, what would happen is that because of the spirit of worldliness in the life of a believer, because this believer is living under the influence of this world, it will be easy to fall away, to be deceived and backslide. Now, unfortunately, many backsliders in heart will not even know that they have backslidden. That's what, that's the most pathetic of it. They would still be in church. They would still be going to church, but they would hate truth. They will not love truth. They will not want truth. And that's a major sign of a backslider's heart. Offended at truth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So please, for us to catch up, I would I would ask that we go back to, we go to Kevadulam, um, um, what do you call the platform? Inter uh, uh, Telegram. You go to Telegram and... on um, the falling away, which must happen. It must happen. The falling away must happen. It can't be avoided. The things that we have listed are things that must shortly come to pass. That's what Jesus said. That's not what I said. Jesus said it in the book of Revelations chapter one. Maybe we can go to the book of Revelations chapter one quickly. Can we go there, everyone? Revelations in chapter one. Hallelujah. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly take place or shortly come to pass. Things which must, things which must shortly come to pass or shortly take place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So these things must shortly come to pass. These things must take place. They must happen. And that is why the foundation, the foundation of a believer's life must be thoroughly built. A believer's life must be thoroughly built on a solid foundation. Now, the solid foundation of a believer is Christ Jesus, is not anything else. However, the understanding of what Jesus did for us is critical. You must be built up in it. You must understand your salvation. You must understand the mystery of redemption. You must understand Christ in you, the hope of glory. You must understand the purpose of the Holy Ghost being in your life. The reason why the Holy Spirit is in you. You must understand faith towards God, not faith towards things, but faith towards God. You must understand the repentance, the importance of repentance. 
You must understand translocation. What I mean translocation, I don't mean translocating as a gift or as an operation of the giftings of the spirit, but that I have been translocated. I have been transferred. I'm a member of the family of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. I am not a citizen of this world. I am not a citizen of it. It must be fully rebetted inside of you, drilled inside your subconscious. Praise God. Hallelujah. So a believer must understand redemption. A believer must understand righteousness. A believer must understand justification. Am I too fast? A believer must understand redemption. Redemption, redemption, that is Christ. Redemption, he died on the cross for us. As simple as it is, as foolish as it sounds, is the most powerful information in your life. Redemption. The three dimensions of redemption, redeemed, being redeemed, shall be redeemed. A believer must understand it. A believer must understand justification. A believer must understand the righteousness and the result, the effect of righteousness. The Bible says the effect of righteousness shall be peace, holiness, divine health, divine health, divine health. Now, part of the reason why a believer must learn, not just go to a place where if I pray for you, you get well. No. And I'm not, I don't have anything against praying for you, get well. I pray for people and they get well. Ask my, my people here, they know. Even dogs. Even dogs, yes. Our dog is sick. They bring the dog to mama. Mama, come, 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 come. Come and pray. This dog might not survive tomorrow. I said, who said that? Where, how? In this house? So we lay hands on the dog, pray for the dog, and the dog will get killed. So I don't, I'm not against praying for people to get well. I am all for it. I fight for life. I fight for people to live. I fight for them to live, for them to stay alive. Fight for them to be well. But what I must do, much more than anything, is to teach you how. You must learn the how for yourself. You must learn the how by yourself. And as you practice the how, and practice the how, and practice divinity, and practice divinity, what will eventually happen is that you will become a healthy person, someone that never ever falls sick. Never ever falls sick. You journey from there and you journey into the redemption of your body, the program of redeeming the body. There is a program that God has put on the earth to redeem the body from death. It's part of the curriculum of a righteous man. A righteous man must learn it. It's a, an operation higher than healing, higher than miracles. Healing is God, is children's bread. The one who brings the power to heal is the Holy Spirit. 
gifts of healing. He gives it. So I'm not against it. I am all for it. Hallelujah. Gifts of working of miracles. He gave it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So these are things that a believer must labor in these days that we have. The few years or the few seasons, I don't know how long we have, but we labor in them so that we are established in them because of the things which must shortly come to pass. There are things that are going to happen on this earth, I tell you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I want us to look at persecution of sins today. Things that must shortly come to pass. One of those things is persecution. Persecution. Let's go to the book of Luke. I want to examine, I want us to examine it from the book of Luke, chapter 21. Hallelujah. And when I when we're done, you will see why I am not a post, I'm not a pre-tribulation rapture believer. I don't believe that rapture will take place before tribulation. And I have a, another word for rapture. Hallelujah. The other word that is in the scriptures for rapture is the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What did I say it is? Say it with me. Whether you're muted or unmuted, it doesn't matter. Just say it wherever you are. Is the word second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, make no mistake about it. The second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is the one of the things that must shortly come to pass. And every other thing that will be happening is happening because of it. It's all tied to it. That is the only thing heaven and earth is waiting for right now. The second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we look through scriptures very well, you will see that there's really no room for that escape, that rapture escape that the church has made us believe and movie writers and script writers and entertainers have made us believe. And instead of believers submitting ourselves to be built up, to be fortified, you know how you be built up? So live in holiness, live in purity, and live with power. A believer must have power. You can't afford to be powerless. You can't afford not to be full of the spirit. A believer must have power. A believer must be able to live without drugs. And I'm not blaspheming. I'm not speaking blasphemy. Neither am I speaking heresy. Now, neither am I saying that doctors are evil. They are not. Doctors are not evil. Drugs are not evil. 
But a believer must learn. It's a training. Must learn to live with the word of God. Bible says the word of God. The word of God is medicine to my flesh. Medicine to my flesh. The word of God. Jesus said, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. I was reading a scripture today. I was reading something in the book of John today. And Jesus said, when he was talking about his flesh and his blood, Jesus said, he said, anyone who feeds on my flesh, push, that hits me. Anyone who feeds on me shall live by me. And instantly, I made a mental mathematics of my feeding pattern. I'm talking about my natural food. Eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? So I must make provision to feed on Jesus. Reading the Bible automatically changed before me today, honestly. More value was added to it. More importance was added to it. Hmm. I saw the escape into life. Anyone who feeds on me. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's address today's topic. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. That's not even, that's, I, I, let me see the translation I was, I don't know what translation this was. Pull up that again. John what now? John chapter six, what verse? Let me find... Maybe they spoke, they spoke once and I heard twice. Mm -hmm. All right, praise God. Let's read that scripture. Let's read the book of John. Please, we'll go back to Luke. Let's, let's read the book of John. John chapter six. John chapter six. I want to read from verse 50. I want to read from verse 49. Verse 48, I'm so sorry. He says, I am the bread of life. 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 Hallelujah. Do you want life? It's the bread of life. Right? He says, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. And don't forget, manna was angel food. But the Bible says they ate it. Now, it did some work in them. You know what it did with them? It kept them in the wilderness. It kept them strong in the wilderness. 
it didn't just keep them. It's the sweat that came out of their bodies as the eight men had touched their dresses, touched their shoes. So their clothes didn't tear. Their shoes didn't wear out because of manna. But it could not detonate death completely. Because there's one that carries that which destroys death. He just put it at bay. That's what the scripture says in the book of Romans concerning the work of Moses in the wilderness. It says death reigned until Moses. So when Moses came, death stopped reigning. But Jesus took away death. Jesus destroyed him that has the power of death. Hallelujah. All right. So your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread. This bread is different. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. That one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Verse 53, most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the Father, living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who feeds, that's it. That's what I heard. Because I was playing the, 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 the app. I was playing it. It was. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. Ah. This, 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 this did something inside of me, I tell you. He who feeds on me will live because of me. John chapter six. six. Yes. Six. Yes. John chapter six, verse 57. He who feeds on me will live because of me. So I want to challenge you this morning. Maybe you are a lamb's wife, right? And you're supposed to be reading specific chapters of the Bible every day. You're supposed to be reading specific materials every day. Please never grumble. Don't be irritated. Don't be, don't, 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 don't run away. Train yourself. This is a time. Train yourself. Let us, let me include myself. Let us train ourselves away from the things that would hinder us from feeding, from feeding, from feeding, from feeding. Praise God. Hallelujah. He who feeds on me will live because of me. 
He who feeds on me will live because of me. Are you dealing with ailments in your body? Feed, 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 feed. Not just pray alone. Feed, feed, feed on the word. Feed on him. Feed, 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 feed. Hmm. You will live. You won't die. You will live. You won't die. Feed, feed, feed on him. Feed on him. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Now, can I tell you what these words are doing? These words are disabling, disarming death in our midst. Disarming operations of death, operations of sicknesses. Jesus said, I have the keys of death and hell. These are the keys. These are the keys. And he that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, let him hear. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. All right. Luke chapter 21. Truly. Luke 21, verse 5. Then as some of some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones. No, no, no. Let's read from verse 7, please. Let's not. Um, so they asked him, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? Jesus said, Take heed that you are not deceived. Do you see, do you see that word? He said, take heed, take heed, take heed means what? Pay attention, be careful so that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near, therefore do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first. But the end will not come immediately. So it means that these wars and commotions and terrifying things will happen for a while. The end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. Pestilences means plagues. And there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, listen, but before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prison. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which all your adversaries 
will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. And they will put some of you to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But not a hair of your head shall be lost. Praise God. Hallelujah. By your patience possess your souls. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart and let those who are in the country depart. For these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. You see, all things which are written, everything written must be fulfilled. Everything written will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. For there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon these people. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now, let me tell you what is happening here. Now, this was prophesied against Jerusalem. This portion is for Jerusalem. And this was fulfilled 70 years after Jesus died and rose from the dead. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let, let, let's back up a bit. Let's understand scriptures very well. Let's back up a bit to that verse 5 I didn't read. Look, then as some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and donations, he said, some of them were talking about the temple at that time, right? This was Solomon's temple. Sorry? Sorry? Okay, this was Herod's temple. I'm sorry, please. Solomon's temple was destroyed by uh, Nebuchadnezzar. That's right. Thank you so much. So Herod built another temple for them. Okay. Now, verse 6 says, these things which you see, that is these adornments which you see, the days will come in which not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. I heard that they had to burn the temple to be able to even take out the gold so that the gold that was attached to it Melt away for people to take. So they tore it down completely. It was broken down completely. This scripture was fulfilled. Okay. So now let's 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 go to verse 25. And there will be signs. So now listen, these other these activities have happened. Jerusalem had been trampled upon for 2,000 years by Gentiles. From that 70th year after Jesus rose from the dead and went to, to heaven, 70 years after Jerusalem, don't forget that he wept over Jerusalem. Perhaps if they had received him as their Messiah at that time, that would not have happened. That would have been averted. He looked at Jerusalem, he wept over the city. He said, how can you miss the day of your visitation? You missed your day of visitation. You missed your day of salvation, Jerusalem. Now, this is what strangers will do to you. And they did it. It was the Romans, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, after that raid and 
destroying of Jerusalem, Jews were now scattered all over the world. And the city, physical Jerusalem city, was left desolate for 2,000 years. Different races, different nations tried to occupy it, tried to live in it, tried to bring life. But no, 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 no. It couldn't live. It can't live. It could not. They trampled upon it. It was a desolate land. Until the Zionists began to move. Now, so for some of you that have matured a bit, you've been around for a while, I would encourage you to please make time, if you can, make time to not just attend only open book, attend what for now? Attend Mysteries of the Kingdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because some of the prophetic timelines and programs of God for the earth is, that's where is being taught. We we in this ministry, irrespective of your level, you can be fed. You can be fed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now there are timelines that have been given to the earth for men to understand the times and the seasons that they live in, and for believers not to be caught unawares. So these are things that we should be learning so that we will know which season, which time are we in? What are the things happening right now? What is the program of heaven? What will Satan do? What will the kingdom of this world do? Every believer, every believer should, 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 should is the right word. Should know these things. So that we can live how? Circumspectly. Not as fools. So that we will not allow our hearts to be drunk so that we can live soberly. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Now, verse 25 says, and there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then you will see the son of man coming in a cloud with great power and great glory. He didn't say then I will come and collect you people. He didn't say then you will come and join me. He said then you will see the son of man coming <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah you will see the son of man coming now what is it that he said here for the powers of the heavens will be shaken what are these powers go with me to the book of Ephesians go with me to the book of Ephesians let's see the shaking of these powers what these powers are Ephesians chapter chapter 6 No, before chapter 6, ch chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2. Oh, I was looking at Ephesians chapter 3. I was wondering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1. 
and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which once you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air. Bible says the powers of the heavens shall be what? Shaking. These beings will be shaken out of heaven. They will shake the air. They will shake the heavens. Hallelujah. Let's go to, to chapter 6 of Ephesians. Hallelujah. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly what? Places. You see, spiritual hosts of wickedness is an army of wickedness. Hey, hey, Jesus Christ. An army of wickedness. All they do, all they plan is wickedness. And where are they? In the heavenly places. They are in the air. They are in the seat of Satan. They are where Adam was. Before he fell. When Adam fell and sold his authority and sold his dominion to Satan, Satan took over. If, if, if the president in Asorok today falls and sells his, his uh, throne, to someone else, what will happen? He'll be evicted out of Asorok. Isn't that correct? His official place of residence, he would of necessity live there. He has to leave that place for the one that pushed him out or overtook him to take over. Hallelujah. So when Adam fell, his office was in the heavens, was in the air, a realm of God's creation. You must understand, child of God, that this earth is not all you see. There are realms. There are realms in the earthly dimension, and there are realms in the heavenly dimension, and there are realms in the heaven of heaven's dimension. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the realms that we do not see with our optical eyes, are much bigger than the ones we see. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the book of Luke chapter 21 says, the powers of the heaven shall be what? Shaking. Shaking. So you see, child of God, that you and I will be on the earth. That's one of the things I wanted to establish tonight. Right? That you and I will be on the earth while these persecutions, while these tribulations, the things that will make men's heart fail them, the things that will cause the signs that will be in the heavens, the signs that will be on the earth, all the different things that will happen, the commotion, the roaring of the sea, the shaking will be here. It didn't say we won't be here. Where did we get this doctrine from? This escapist doctrine. 
get it from. You know, I've always said something. I've always said that if God allowed rapture before tribulation, then he's partial. Because as you and I on the earth today, there are many believers that are experiencing gruesome persecutions. Somebody posted a, a video of 220-something believers being slaughtered in Iran. I don't know whether that's a real video. I couldn't, I didn't know what, it, when I, I don't like watching some of those gruesome, you know, butchering, but I am training myself to watch them because it might happen. And to understand what the Holy Spirit will do with me if I were to be in that position, if I were to face the, the cutlass, the guillotine, macheting, whatever, gunshots. Look at, look, at what, look at what the Arab boys went into Israel to do. Look at what they went to do. Some young people were talking to their parents and telling their parents, this is the end. They are going. They are sure that they will be killed. It's all over. Mom, I love you. Dad, I love you. And they face death. So I watched. I watched. And those guys lined up the people they want to kill, the believers they want to kill. And they are picking them one by one, keeping the others watching. Watching. And I wondered at myself, if I were to face this, will I be shaking? Will I renounce Christ? Will I be joyful? Will my face be able to glow like the face of Stephen? What did Stephen know that I don't know? Praise God. So there will be persecution. We will face persecution. Persecution is guaranteed. It will happen. However, you know, Jesus said some things. He said, when they drive you in this city, go to the next city. You are, when you're in persecution, you are, you are, you, you are, <laughs> you are permitted to run for your life. To run until you are caught. <laughs> if you will be caught, because it's not everyone who is a martyr. Now, martyrdom is a calling. It's an appointment. It's not random. And that's why Jesus made a promise. He said, not one hair will fall from your head. If you are not a martyr, in those days of persecution, he said, not one strand of hair will fall from your head. Pestilences will come. It will not touch you. Plagues will come. It will... Don't be shocked. Next year, 2024, they will push out another plague. Don't be shocked. It might happen. It might happen. And when they do, they are going to look for something that is more complicated and more difficult uh, 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 than COVID. That, that medicine, you see, that arena is their tool. That's what is their tool. It's, their, it's an antichrist tool. Make no mistake about it. That health arena is their tool. Yes. 
Yes. That health arena is there too. And that's why a believer should be training yourself now. Training yourself now. Be training yourself. Particularly if you are young. This is the time. Train yourself. You feel headache. Rebuke it. You feel stomach ache. Rebuke it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Praise God. Train yourself. I shall eat any deadly thing. It shall not hurt me. I shall eat any deadly thing. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. I know herbs are good. I know supplements are good. Recently, I'm trying to take supplements. I'm just trying. It's even so difficult. I'm not able to take them daily and I'm wondering these supplements I'm taking. You know, I'm just trying. They are good. Supplements are not evil. Supplements are not like drugs. They're not, they're not like you want to cure this disease or that disease. You just want to augment with um, nutrients that you're supposed to be getting from food that Satan has also captured. You know, Satan has captured the food industry, right? Last week, my brother-in-law sent me some beautiful, huge tomatoes, so beautiful from his farm. And I opened the tomatoes. The first thing I looked for in the tomato were seeds. As soon as I opened the tomatoes, I didn't see it. I said, this is not God's creation. God didn't create this. This is the GMO people. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't have seed. God didn't create it. But you can eat it anyway. Bible says, you know, Jesus saw ahead for us. And he said, you shall eat any deadly thing. It shall not hurt you. Most of those things are deadly. All the diseases and sicknesses you have in the world is because of food that has been tampered by genetics, by scientists. They have injected one, one, one tree, a tree that God made to stay for 10 years before it begins to bear fruit. They've tampered with it. It can start bearing fruit. It can be this height and it's bearing fruit. tampered with the animals, they pumped them with all kinds of things, and then they fed men with greed. A man must eat meat. This portion of meat. How many pounds of meat? King-sized portions. Now, all of those things are wisdoms of Satan to take men outside of what God, the laws of nature set by God, Laws of nature set by God. Hallelujah. So believers must learn, exercise yourself in the provision, the, in our inheritance. It's our inheritance. I will drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt me. I will eat any deadly thing. It shall not hurt me. I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Exercise yourself. Exercise, exercise, practice it, practice it, practice it. <laughs> Ooh, practice, practice. Which won't kill you, you no go walk. Oh, oh, you no go walk. You no go walk. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Surely there's no enchantment against Jacob. 
There's no divination against Israel. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Luke, back to Luke 21. Let's, let's take a look. I, I want to leave a few minutes for questions. Oh, people already have questions? Okay. Okay, yes. The difference between humility and poverty, yes, yes. Okay, so what's the question? The second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, is it a system or a physical outplay? Oh my God, a physical outplay. Please go with me to the scripture when Jesus, when Jesus ascended into heaven. Please pull out. Um, I'm sorry. The reason why I am asking is because of how Christian movies narrate it. Now, after listening to some of these teachings, you need to you need to edit some Christian movies that you watch. You know, my husband is an artist, so he loves naturally drawn to arts, paintings, you know, uh, and movies and things like that. So he's he's entertained by some of these acting. But honestly, ask him. I'm not. Once I start watching with him, and it does not represent scriptures very well, I say I will I won't enjoy you. Go. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> I say, you are a deceiver. You are deceiving people. You are telling them, like, go, go. I won't enjoy you. Even though, oh, my, my husband said, oh, but what did I say? Honey, no, it's okay. You can enjoy, okay? So this is this is you, but me, maybe I'm too serious. <laughs> Hollywood has infiltrated the true church. Yeah, they've told a lot of lies. So many messages gospels that they preach in church message is not gospel that's not the gospel that they preach in church are things that they watch from movies they watch movies they read you know flip through read one verse you can't be reading one verse of scripture as a pastor to come and preach what are you going to preach from one verse you must know the whole body of truth you must labor for it Paul says study <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul said, study to show yourself approved. Paul said, bring the parchments. Bring them to me. Let me read them. That's what he said. He said, give yourself to reading. Give yourself to reading. You can't come to preach to God's people and you read one verse. And then you go and reach, reach that for that, reach the seven successful habits of uh, seven habits of, of successful people, blah, 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 rubbish, put all of them together. And that's food offered to idols. That's poison. That's spiritual poison. That's why we look like goats in the realm of the spirit. We don't look like goats. We have tails. Many believers have tails. They don't look like Jesus. They're not feeding. They have horns like goats. Hallelujah. Now let's look at that scripture when Jesus ascended up into heaven. What did the angels say? What did the angels say? 
Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I think it should be in Matthew, right? Uh, is it? Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Why was I going to the to the gospel? Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1. Please, let's go to Acts of Apostles chapter 1. He said, now, now, verse 9 says, Now, when he has spoken these things, while they watched, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, he went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. He will come back in like manner. He is going to come back and his, heat, his feet are going to hit the mountain of Olivet. Wow. He's going to land there. Bible says, and all eyes shall see him. Every eye shall see him. Some people say he's seeing him mystically. I say he's both mystically and physically. You know why? CNN will be there. Mm. When they see him. You know, this is not, this is not the movie acting. Uh, uh, two in the field. One taking another, another, another what? left behind and shoo, 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 your dress fall down hey where's my daughter's dress where's my daughter see her dress hey another one go where's my huh? every eye will see him that's what scripture teaches scripture doesn't teach this one this one is movie actors yes Every I will see him. We will see him as he came back, as he went into heaven. That's also the same way we will what? See him return. Hallelujah. And when he returns, the Bible says, we shall be what? Changed. So at that moment, we too, we enter into his form. We enter into the same form with him. And then a journey into the new age. Another generation was, will resume. Hallelujah. I want to stop here this evening. I don't know if anyone has a question. Anyone has a question? Anyone has a question quickly? Hmm? Okay, no question. Hallelujah. Okay, who can answer for us? What is the difference between poverty and humility? Who can answer for us? Uh, who can answer for us the difference between poverty and humility?
Oh, Jesus. All these my Bible students. Yeah. Answer now. Yeah. You guys are embodiments of truths. You know it. Answer. Who can answer for us the difference between poverty and humility? Oh. <laughs> what? Eh? Ah, my children. In fact, I was thinking about them the other day, and I'm like, I haven't heard their voice in a while. Praise God. Oh, yeah, Shokwe. Unmute quickly. Unmute. Are they able, able to unmute? Um, good evening, ma. Um, yeah. What I think empathy is like um, when you have like no money and like you're physically and like financially don't have a lot. But humility is choosing to go without something or choosing to go lower. Um. So, yeah, that's it. So you can still have money and be humble, whereas poverty, you just don't have money, really. But, yeah, thank you. All right, praise God. Did you hear her properly? Sorry, ma. So sorry, ma. Shafa, repeat yourself. Poverty is where you don't have um money and you're, like, fin financially, like, you don't have a lot, whereas humility, you can still have money, you can still be rich, but you're choosing to go without something, you're choosing to be lower than somebody else. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Very true. That's the stark difference between poverty and humility. And poverty is not evidence that you have God. Right? Poverty is not piety. Poverty is not holiness. Praise God. Now, why am I saying this? If, if you want to see the kind of life we should live, go and look at Israel. Israel, the law, and the prophets are examples of what a believer's life or examples of God's heart towards a believer, right? In Israel, in Israel, nobody, the commonwealth of Israel, the provision of the commonwealth of Israel is that nobody is poor. Now, to be poor means you don't have food to eat. You don't have a dwelling place. Okay? Praise God. Okay. Let me stop what I'm saying so that I would respond to all of this. Poverty is a spiritual state of mind that robs a believer of his God-given birthright to prosper in all things. Yes, I believe that. That's exactly where I was going. Right? Now, poverty doesn't mean a, a state of lack. You know, sometimes you can come into lack, but that is not poverty. Poverty, first of all, is a spirit. Okay? Sorry? Yes, let me just finish. I'll get to that. Okay? Praise the Lord. So there could be a season of lack, Paul said, I, I know how to abound and I know how to abase. Then he said something again. He said, I was instructed or I am instructed. So the instruction to abound and to abase was, came from the Lord. 
So it's not even that I know how. No, no, no. It's that I was instructed. I am instructed. I enter into this city. The Lord will say, in this season, you're going to suffer hunger. Okay, no problem. All for the sake of the gospel. Because of the gospel. So there are some things that a believer will go through because of the gospel, not because of poverty. The provision of God's word, the provision of God, the commonwealth of Israel is that every believer's need will be met. For my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. So where do we place Matthew 24? I hope we've answered that question without overflogging it. Uh, Matthew 24 Verse 40. However, neither is financial wealth evidence that God is with you as a believer. I need to bring in that balance. That I have big car, big house, I'm a believer, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. Doesn't necessarily mean that I'm of God or God approves or is even by God. There are principles on the earth by which men can make money. And there are principles of Satan by which men can make money. You can choose anyone. All right, Matthew 24, verse 40. Then two will be in the field. Oh, yes, that's what I was saying. If you if two will be in the field, one will be taking the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taking the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. He's still saying that your Lord is coming. He's <laughs> saying that your Lord is coming. Yes, please. Francis wants to add something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyone that wants to throw any light, any light you have, please go ahead. If you want to type it in, you type it in. If you want to um, speak, you unmute and speak. Okay. Um, so what I want to add is this. The Bible says here, just it was just as in the days of Noah, right? It says here they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. Here's the question. Who left and who was left behind after the flood came? When the flood came, it says here, it took them all away. Who was taken away? Was it Noah that was taken away? Or was it the enemies of God that were taken away? The Bible explains um, that when Jesus Christ appears, the Antichrist and those who are in his system will be destroyed by the brightness of his appearance. So what really what should be happening here is the question is who will be taken away? Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Who will be taken and who will be left? Would it be the people of God that are taken and, and, and the enemies of God that will be left? That is the real question. And what helps here is that Jesus Christ starts off by saying, make sure you are not deceived. Make sure the Antichrist does not deceive you. So that at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, you will be waiting to receive him and you will not be taken away by the brightness of his appearance. So um, what's happening here is that we have misappropriated scripture to assume that those people that will be taken is that people that will be taken are believers. But if you check the scriptures very carefully, you can study this across the board. Believers will be here to welcome the Lord Jesus Christ. And they are meant to stay here on the earth. The Bible says we shall ever be with the Lord forevermore. While the enemies of God will be destroyed at the brightness of the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the people that will be taken will not be the people of the Lord. They will be the enemies of God. He will he send his angels with the sound of a trumpet and they will gather his elect together. And they will also gather the other people to be trampled upon and to be burnt with everlasting fire. 
So just scan through the scripture. Like Mama said, Mama said that when Solomon returns, we will see him come. He will be here on the earth and we will see him come. And the enemies of God will also see him come at the same time. And what would happen is that the enemies of God, they will be destroyed at the brightness of his appearance. You can read Matthew 25, the sheep nations and the goat nations. The goat nations will be cast into everlasting fire, the Bible says. So who will be taken and who will be left? That is the real question. That's where the rest of the scriptures um, come in. Because of our misappropriation of scripture, we assume that we are going to disappear and we will be taken while the unbelievers will be left. But if you check the scriptures, we are actually going to be present on the earth, not just us, but then all our saints and brothers and sisters in Christ, people like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Bible says that um, we are not going to precede those, yes, who are already asleep in the Lord. But when the, um, the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ would rise first. So the earth, it, what's happening here is that when Jesus Christ returns, he's coming to take the earth for righteousness for the government of righteousness. So the righteous will take hold on the earth. As soon as Jesus Christ returns to the earth, what's going to initiate, be initiated on the earth is going to be the millennial reign. So when you put all of these scriptures together, you can see that the rapture theory doesn't, the way we understand it is inconsistent with scriptures. I'll, I'll put one more scripture for reference. It's um, 1 Thessalonians chapter four. It says at the very end right there, um, Paul says here, Okay, from verse 15, we say this by the word of the Lord. I'm so sorry. I hope everyone, I'm not being confusing. Am I being confusing? <laughs> this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpets of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, if the dead in Christ are in heaven, right, with Jesus, right, would they be rising to go back to heaven with him? According to our rapture theory, that doesn't make any sense because the dead in Christ are already with Jesus. So if the dead in Christ are rising first, it means the dead in Christ are taking on their bodies to reign on the earth. That makes sense. This is why Paul said, All right, thank you so much, Francis. I hope we all got that. Or Amalala, did you? Do you? Are you good? Sorry. Do you? Um, is your question has your question been answered? So sorry. Do you understand? All right, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, is there any other question? Any other question? Good, good, good. Awesome, awesome. Any Anyone else that has any other question? <clears throat> persecution, persecution. So believers will be on the earth during tribulation. Believers will be on the earth for persecution. Hallelujah. And I did say very clearly that this is a time that God, a window that God has given us to build ourselves for capacity. And I want to say again, very clearly, that is not every believer that will be martyred. Martyrdom is a calling, it's an appointment. And those who are called to be martyrs, they know. They know that they will be martyrs, okay? You can see that all through scriptures, 
When Paul was going to die, he said it. When Peter was going to die, he said it. Every true matter that we have seen on the earth so far have always said, I know. God told me that if I go here, they will kill me there. So they're not going to leave you without that knowledge. And death, you will not be afraid of death. No matter, no true matter will be afraid of death. We saw that with Stephen. If, excuse me, if you took time to build Christ inside of you, if you took time to build Christ inside of you, praise God. Now, if you fall under the sword and you are not an ordained matter, unfortunately, it's, it's just because you were not paying attention to the spirit of God. When we pay attention to the spirit of God, God will show us the ways of escape when we are not called to martyrdom. Go here. Go there. Go and hide under the tree. Go and hide in the bush. Go and hide behind that river. Go to this brother's house. Go to the other city. Take out of the, Go out of this nation. Go to another nation. Those are the kind of instructions that believers who are not called to matter. Because it's not every believer that will be martyred. It's some. Majority of believers will be on the earth. And the majority of the of the of God's children on the earth will bring judgment to the antichrist system. We're going to see that as some of the things that will happen. We're going to show you where you will see the antichrist, the system, the governors, the kings of this earth coming under severe punishment and judgment while they are still on the earth, grinding their teeth out of pain and affliction, torture. Now the movie actors they never acted that. They never acted that part. What they showed us is this system running up and now looking for Christians and putting them on the gluten and trying to kill them, haunting them to kill them. They didn't show us the victorious church. They didn't show us the display, the power of the man-child sitting on the throne of God while the rest of the body is fed in the wilderness. They didn't show us that part. Praise God. But God is going to help us uh, uh, and open our eyes when we see all of these things um, that has been written for our glory. Everything that has been written has been written for our glory. Amen? Written for your glory. Everything that will happen on the earth is for your glory, child of God. It's for your glory. Very soon, Satan is going to lose his, his place of authority in the air. When he does, one of your labors will be that you will be counted amongst those that will go and take that place. Because that's your ordination. That is our ordination. To reign in this life as kings through Jesus Christ our Lord. The kingdoms of this world surely will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. It's going to happen. The earth as we see it physically will experience the rule and reign of saints, of the saints of God. It, they are things that must shortly come to pass. Must shortly come to pass. Praise God. So the instruction is pray that you might be found worthy to stand before the Son of Man, to escape the things that will happen because you are, you are, your destiny is to escape them, except you're a martyr. Your destiny is to escape them. That's what Jesus said in the book of it. That was the concluding part of that scripture. Can I read it so that we can close? Right? Praise God. Verse 29. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. 
When they are already burdened, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Now, this context of the kingdom of God coming near is that the reign of God over the earth, the reign of God's people is about to happen. That reign is about to take place. Daniel talked about it. Isaiah talked about it. Revelation spoke, John in the book of Revelation spoke about it. When you see these things, know that the kingdom of God, when God will take the kingdom, that's in the book of Daniel, chapter 7 and 8, God will take the kingdom and give it to the saints. It's not, it's not by election. It's not by running from APC and PDP or, poli or, or Democratic Party or Republican Party. No, 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 no. Those are realms of operation of earthly men. But there's a rulership that has been ordained for God's people. And this earth that was created by Almighty God must experience the reign of God's children over it. It's an ordination. It must shortly come to pass. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, glory to God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves. This is your instruction. Take heed to yourself, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. Cares of this life. It's not only rich people that have cares of this life. Poor people too struggle with cares of this life. Those who want to become big, Struggle with cares of this life. Bible says, take heed that the, those cares don't deny you a place in God. Hallelujah. He says, watch therefore and pray always. No, no, verse 35 says, for it will come. No, let's back up. In. Cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly. That day is not meant to come to us unexpectedly. It is not meant to come to us unexpectedly. That day is not meant to come to us unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. I won't be an earth dweller. I refuse to be an earth dweller. So I will not be ensnared. Praise God. You too should not be an earth dweller. Should be in the four winds. Hallelujah. Should be on the throne. At this time, a man child is seated on the throne. At this time, the man child is already seated on the throne. Now, all the things I'm saying tonight, if there's anyone that, you know, is ambiguous, is confusing you, please write them down. Write them down. Write them down. There are scriptures for everything. We will carefully go through the scriptures one by one for clarity. Hallelujah. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape. You, you see that? So you should escape. Escape all these things that will come to pass. But not just escaping alone, but to stand, hallelujah, before the Son of Man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in the daytime, he was teaching in the temple. But at night, he went out and stayed on the mountain called Olivet. I wonder why. Maybe to go and meditate on ascension and his coming back. Because that's where he ascended from and that's where he's returning through. 
His feet will touch the mountains of Olivet. All the war in Israel and everything going on in Israel is all tied to this thing. Whatever is happening right now is all tied to these things. The earth truly is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ma, please, just to be clear, are you saying that if we are not afraid of giving up our lives, it means we are martyrs? Do I understand this question? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying if you're, no, no, no. Every believer should be a martyr in the mind. A witness, that word witness means matter. It's from the same word where, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Every believer must be so full of God, so full of Christ, that at any point in time, when your, 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 the demand for your faith and, and life is put on a scale, you choose, you choose your faith without blinking. Every believer ought to be raised without the fear of death. Praise God. Hallelujah. And ready to be martyred. If you are one. If you are not one. Ready. Paul said I am ready. Not only to be bound hand and foot. But to lay my life down. For this gospel. That's what Paul said. Praise God. Ooh, hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. We want to break bread. We want to um, partake of the covenant hallelujah and the power of the covenant praise god hallelujah you know this covenant has power the blood of jesus has power and we don't want to be you know feeding on the flesh and the body of jesus physically the spiritual feeding is reading the word of god the physical one is eating his flesh and drinking his blood on the communion table we don't want to be we don't want to be doing it like religion we want to be you know harnessing the power of it so father in the name of jesus we ask you to bless the bread and the cup we receive the bread as the broken body of jesus we receive the cup as the blood of jesus that was shed for us and i bring everyone under the sound of my voice tonight i bring every every family represented under the sound of my voice under the power and the authority of this blood covenant I bring everyone under the power of the blood of Jesus. Under the power of the blood of Jesus. Under the power of the blood of Jesus. I rebuke witchcraft by the power of the blood of Jesus. I rebuke sorcery by the power of the blood of Jesus. I rebuke poverty, affliction by the power of the blood of Jesus. I bring us all, my Father, thank you, under the mystery of this blood, under the mystery of this covenant, the everlasting covenant, the power of the covenant is upon your life. Declare it. The power of the covenant is upon my life. The power of this everlasting covenant is upon my life. The power of the blood covenant is upon my life. The power of the blood covenant is upon my life. Hallelujah. My life is being rewritten. My life is being rewritten right now by the power of the blood of Jesus. The things God has not planted have been uprooted right now by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the power of the everlasting covenant. Thank you, my father. 
Thank you, Jesus. We eat your flesh, Lord Jesus. We drink your blood. We declare that we have life. We have life. We have life. We have life. We live. We do not die. We live. We do not die. Our children live and not die. Our families live and not die. The work of our hands live and not die. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you for tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Woo, glory. Please eat the flesh. Drink the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive his life. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's share the grace of God together in fellowship. Before we share the grace, next week, Wednesday, is the Kingdom Praying Women Conference. The J Conference for Kingdom Women is next week, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Please, please, please. The meeting is a physical meeting at Hebron Place, our new campus. Um, I want you to invite as many people as possible. We've been praying about that meeting. And I know God is about to unleash something in our midst. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. And then the immersion is the last meeting of this ministry for the year. We end the year gloriously with this awesome, awesome conference. This conference has changed the atmosphere of young people in this nation. I'm telling you, and I know what I'm saying. That's what God showed me this morning. Immersion is not just about those who are attending. Immersion is a heavenly script that will draw youths, judge young people, judge families, judge uh, uh, um, environments, atmospheres from the influence of the God of this age. Hallelujah. And as we continue with these meetings, we're going to see more and more young people falling in love with Jesus, catching fire, even without attending. Praise God. But I want you to please ensure that you'll be a part of the immersion. If you're not a youth, you are a parent, you can volunteer to help us. We need help with administration, logistics, management. We need funds. We need money. The cost of food right now has it's, it's at all-time high. Praise God. But all the, those who are camping, all they will be paying is just 5,000 naira. For the four days that they will be at the camp, we're paying for the camping facilities. It runs into millions. We're going to be feeding them three, three meals a day. Praise God. Yeah? Yeah, that's a feast. That's right. It's a feast. It's, it's always been free. Praise God. Um, is immersion available online for children who are not around? Yes, we'll be online. The whole, all the sessions will be available online. Praise God. Hallelujah. There'll be a barbecue night also. We'd, we'd always, always will have barbecue um, for young people to be happy. And then we preach the gospel outside under the moon. It's always so beautiful. And then we have bonfire and we worship God and pray. Beautiful, beautiful event. So please be a part of it. Support us. Volunteer to be a worker. Send oh, us like your contribution. Sponsor families. Now, we've always eh? kept the fees low. So that children from you know not very financially capable homes can come irrespective of their numbers so we would be happy to take donations from i want to sponsor 10 children i want to sponsor 20 children i want to sponsor 50 children 
There are so many children that, you know, um, just this 5,000 naira for one child for four nights would be a problem to, to, to find. So, yeah. How do we register the online participants? You don't need registration. We'll just stream. We'll just post the links for the meetings for that day. All right. Let's share the grace of God in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Lord Christ, 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 God bless you. Coming. Don't forget to join us 6 a.m. tomorrow morning for prayers. 5 a.m. for prayers. Prayers, 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 prayers. We added mommy to something. Hallelujah. Good night, man. Good night, man. God bless you too. Yeah. I think Pauline, I was even going to have to try to say. I would have.